white hen party. Leading the way out was a bandy-legged, bipedal creature in an ill-fitting spacesuit. Its head was bald, with mottled black and orange skin. Words spluttered from its amphibious mouth. This way, ladies and gentlemen and others. I'm Hickory Frims, your guide on death deal. Please don't venture too far from the attraction. Remember, this is a strict two-minute touchdown and we don't wait for stragglers. I was wrong. It's not a rescue ship, said the doctor. It's a tour boat. What? Holiday makers? But there are people out there who need help. Right, enough of this nonsense. Oi, you lot, what's going on? As Donna marched towards the odd crowd, the tourists reacted with shock. A tall woman, wearing an ornate feathered headdress, looked aghast. Who are you? This is supposed to be a private tour. Put a sock in it, Pocahontas. We're here to help people in trouble. The woman bristled. How dare you? I'm Mistress Quilleen of the Orkite Guild and- Whatever! Didn't you hear the distress calls? The doctor held out the sonic screwdriver and turned on the spot. 693 signals, to be precise, he said. None of them are alive, scoffed Frims, the amphibious tour leader. How do you know? Frims looked at Donna as if talking to a fool. Because this is death's deal. Funny name, isn't it, said the doctor. What exactly is the deal? The deal is you die quickly crash here and nobody rescues you. You don't live long enough. This is the deadliest planet in the galaxy. Frims nodded towards the TARDIS. I suggest you leave in your capsule as soon as possible. Donna noticed that she had to keep shifting her feet to stay balanced on the uneven shingle. Even so, there didn't appear to be any immediate danger. She saw that Mistress Quilleen had moved away and was probing the ground with a small handheld device. How come you're happy to set down? asked the Doctor of Frims. I know it's the 49th century and everyone's off exploring the great unknown, but you don't look like the adventurous type. No offence. Frims tried to muster some dignity. Some thrill-seekers will pay a small fortune to those that they've walked on this planet. Plus, I know all the relatively safe spots. Safe from what, exactly? There's life all over this planet. It's teeming. Trust me, sir, said Frims. You don't want to meet any of it. Donna watched Quilleen remove the probe from the ground and point it skyward, but was distracted by having to shift her footing again. The shingle continued to move beneath her, and now Donna was aware of a vibration. The ground was shaking, causing everyone to check their balance. Concern blossomed on Frim's face. The amphibian turned to his passengers and screamed, Get back to the ship! Immediately, the doctor grabbed Donna's hand and hauled her towards the TARDIS. The blue box was only a few strides away when the ground exploded, sending sand and grit flying through the air. The doctor and Donna used their arms to shield themselves from the debris. Where the TARDIS had stood, there was now a huge disembodied throat soaring into the sky, ending in a three-tusked maw that gripped the time machine. Chowing down, it suddenly gulped and swallowed the TARDIS hole. The terrified tourists screamed in panic. The attraction was already airborne and passengers clung to the rapidly closing ramp as the craft descended. 
Some were stranded on the ground, including Frins, who bellowed and shook his fists at the pilot's cockpit. Come back, you fickle jelly spawn! The monstrous throat writhed as it scaled to more than 200 feet. Then it's more split open and stretched into a fan of spiked fronds, fully exposing the three tusks. Rearing back like a cobra, it struck out at the attraction, piercing the ship's hull. Donna saw a shower of sparks light up the cockpit and transform the ship into a fireball. Seared by the flames, the creature howled and shook off the craft, which span across the sky and disintegrated before it could hit the ground. The monster thrashed from side to side and then plunged back beneath the surface with such force that Donna fell forward, sprawling into the grit. The creature had gone, but the shingle rolled towards the sinkhole at a creek.